119, verse 121. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore, I love thy commandments above, above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. And so we're on uh, page two, no, page three of uh, the handout. We're on uh, number item number three, waiting for the Lord, are the blanks, waiting for the Lord. And that's verse 123, mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. And so uh, the language there is, he says, mine eyes fail for thy salvation. I believe what he's saying there is this it's a sense of looking for, anxiously waiting for. I, I also think of uh, the, the, the prodigal son and how the, the, the prodigal son went astray, spent uh, all of his father's money on, on riotous living. And so when he came to himself, he, he said, I'll, I'll return to my father. But his father was waiting. He was watching and waiting for him to return. And that's the kind of thing I think of when I see this. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. So I think of that as that, that anxious, looking for, anticipating, uh, that hoping for, yearning for. That's, that's the kind of thing I think. So letter A is a healthy child of God's, a healthy, a healthy child of God longs to be with him. And longing for the Lord, we cannot be home at home in this world. And the Bible is ultra clear on this. If you're saved, you are an ambassador for Christ. And this world is not our home. <laughs> we are visitors here. We're, we're, we're just passing through. But in a, in a very real sense, heaven is our home. And heaven is where we are representing here on earth. And the thing is, is our natural place is with Christ. Uh, that should be our, our yearning and desire. So here it is in 1 John 2.15 there in your notes. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard, the Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. And I was just telling Melissa on the way here. Reading that, you know, John writes that this is over, this is like 2000 years ago. He wrote, it is the last time. And he says, by looking around the world, he could see that it is the last time by the evidence. And listen, the signs of the times are becoming, becoming more and more evident. And I, 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 preachers have said, you know, since well before I was born, that things are coming to an to an end. So many people, I, like again, I, I've heard so many times people say the Lord must be coming back soon. Except for now, in this time, it looks more. I don't know what the words are. More desperate, more intensely, incredibly, the the circumstances are just beyond our understanding. That America could come to this place. And I know, I know, I don't know how many of you wonder how, how often is Brother Brett going <laughs> to, as far as I know, until the Lord comes back. <laughs> uh, and the truth is, though, is America has changed and is continuing to change. And there are forces at work in America that want to push and shove people away from God and down the holes that they are digging. 
And I, me and my son were talking not that long ago. There's so many things that people are giving place to and there's no bottom. You know, people are giving place to things. There's you're going down a hole and you are going to continue going worse and worse and farther and farther away from God. Is anybody else seeing this in our society? People are getting so far from God that they cannot seem to discern the least truths, the most obvious truths. You know, and, and the fact that, you know, this this June, the, the pride time, this and it's so foolish. Listen, it's, it's beyond it's we, we shouldn't even have to say these things. But listen, your major retailers everywhere are putting up their pride signs celebrating LGBTQ plus. These are not things to celebrate. This is our country circling the drain, brother. I just remember a number of years ago, I remember thinking before having to ask the question if homosexuality is right or wrong, you've already gone too far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's question. an indication you've already passed, right. gone too far. Right. And absolutely it is. And the thing is, is again, it, you know, the language that there's, you know, there's a, a movie that I wanted to see. And uh, I won't tell you the name. <laughs> and so there's an actor who played. I, I should just go ahead and tell you. You're going to figure it out. Lightyear. I wanted to see Lightyear. I, I, I like the original Toy Story. So anyway, uh, I don't know who else is familiar with this. But uh, uh, Chris Evans said uh, in an interview, because they were asking, there's a same-sex couple kiss. In it, and, and, you know, they've taken it out. They put it back in. And uh, so they, there was, I guess, people saying things about it, people saying it shouldn't be there. And so Chris Evans made these statements. Have I already complained about this to you guys? Yeah. I heard somebody say it. Okay. <laughs> it was probably me. <laughs> he called you an idiot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, I was very, I was offended because he basically said, you know, people who are offended by these things, they're idiots and they're going to go the way of the dinosaur. And, and so listen, uh, and, and by the way, I, I, plainly, I, I praise God, it did poorly in the box office, well be, below what they expected it to do. And listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not celebrating that things have gone badly. It's just that they shouldn't be excelling. They shouldn't be prosperous with these things that are, are detrimental to our society. And I just don't feel like we should reward that. Yeah, and Sam, are you going to say something? Oh, yeah. uh, here's here's my here's my point is that these things should bother us. They should be of concern to Bible believing Christians. Now, listen, there's all kinds of people that claim God is their God. Jesus is their savior. And they're all for all of these things. And listen, that is very contrary to what the Bible says. Spells it out black and white. And it's true, you can find a Bible translation that waters it down so much that you can't hardly see it. But when you get a, a Bible that is, you know, word for word translation, you're going to find it in here. The Bible is very clear that, that these things are abomination unto God. And God uses language like that so that we know it's not unclear. This isn't something that's close to the fence. And it's just not. This is very clear. That this is something that God is displeased with. And you can find places in the Bible where there is great punishment from God about the places that gave place to this sort of thing. Sodom and uh, even Israel when they gave place to it in Benjamin in the, in the book of Judges. And so listen, the point is, is that, that we cannot be at home in this world. And, and listen, I, I look back finally and I, I have a nostalgia sort of part of me that, that looks back so fondly on growing up and where I used to live in Arkansas and and uh, and listen, this this country isn't what it was, but it was never the home for us as as Christians. Heaven 
is our home. Being with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank God we have Christ within, and so we have a little bit of heaven now. We have part of heaven now, but someday we will be in His presence, and we will be away from this world. And listen, the Lord Jesus is going to come back, and I'm, I'm stealing from, from some thunder here in a little bit, but He's going to take back the kingdoms of this world. So having said that, let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> That being in the world, I have this note in my notes, being in the world exposed to ungodliness and disregarding God's word makes us long or should make us long for the Lord and his return and taking back the kingdoms of this world. So please turn with me to Revelation, Revelation chapter 11, 11 uh, Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Give you guys a second. While we're, while we're waiting. I thought it was kind of kind of. Interesting that your daughter had the same reaction when she was having that training. Oh, oh remember? Yeah. He said naturally that he's an older white man. He must be a. <laughs> right. Yeah. And she said, "My dad," and she even called up HR. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh, and now I, you know, if you're never mind, I'll just go. I'll end up going off again. So anyway, that, that going off isn't is not as long as it's of God, it's good, but. <laughs> So we just need to stick with what God says. Being in this world, in the world, exposed to ungodliness and disregarding God's word makes us long for the Lord and his, for his return and taking back the kingdom of, his, of the kingdoms of this world. So in Revelation 11, it says, verse 15, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, in the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that, th- and th- and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened and there was seen in his temple, the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunders and um, thunderings and and an earthquake and great hail. And so listen, this is the perspective of heaven. And we as ambassadors of heaven here on earth need to see things and talk about things the same way he does. And the the uh, the, the 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 citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. We're just not there yet. And so we should see things. We should talk about things among among anybody and everybody who we can the way that they see things in God's presence in his very throne room. They see this world a very specific way. We should see it the same way and we should share. We should speak. And listen, I'm not saying we need to we need to share the truth in love, speak the truth in love, but also speak it clearly. And not beat around the bush, not water things down. Just speak the truth in love and a- ask God, give you the words to say, give you the manner in which to say it. Miss Gloria. I just want to know, I must have heard you wrong. I just want to know where Revelation 11, oh, verse 15. Thing, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Revelation 11, verse 15 through 19. Thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. And uh, and so verse 19, it says, and the temple of God was opened in heaven and there was seen in, the, in his temple, the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. Now, so the time of the revelation reveals a great deal of the tribulation period, which is more than likely very shortly coming. And so listen, the point my point getting at, I'm getting at here is it does not pay to straddle a fence. 
Now, I'm talking about people who are born again. If you're a born again believer, there's only one way for us to be. And that's to be on God's program. Because anything else, it's not just a waste of time. It's not just detrimental. And the thing is, is, and we've talked about this so much. You wake up in the morning and the day is before you. The things you have to do, the things you want to do. These are what's on our mind. But listen, there's nothing more important on the day than what God wants to happen today in my life and in yours. Nothing is more important than that. And so we, I, we all need to ask God, Lord, help me to be on program with you today. Help me to hear your voice. Help me to be moved by you, led by you. And let me not be moved and led by the flesh or by the world or by the devil. Let me be led of you today. Let me be your man or your woman. Let me be who you want me to be. And because, listen, the Lord Jesus is coming back. And he is taking these kingdoms back. And this life that we're living is a very... If the Bible calls it a vapor, just waiting to pass, it's just here and gone in that split second of eternity. And we feel like, hey, I got the day before me. How many people, when you're young, you feel like you have your entire life before you? And I'm not young no more. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Mary laughing. <laughs> well, here's part of what I'm getting at. As you, when you're young, you think you have forever. But when you're older, it feels like time just passed like that. Listen, I, I told you guys before, I still feel like I'm 18 on the inside and I'm not. And here's the point is we need to live for the Lord Jesus Christ today. Today, while we can, we need to live for the Lord Jesus. And so continuing with that thought in Second Peter, chapter three, verse 11, Second Peter, chapter three, verse 11. This is a extraordinary passage that uh, Peter shares. So let me just back up to verse verse 10. Second Peter chapter three, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. and The elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness looking for and hasting into the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth. Well, and wherein dwelleth righteousness, wherein, beloved, wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for these, look, I'm sorry, look for such things. Be diligent that you may be found of him in speech, in peace, without spot and blameless and account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother, Paul, also, according to the, his wisdom, hath give uh, uh, wisdom given unto him hath written you. I'll stop right there. And so listen, we are again, there are many Christians. When I say Christians, I'm referring to people who are saved and born again. There are many Christians who are enamored with the world and it pulls on us all. I know it does. I know I'm not the only one that struggles, struggles to keep my heart, my mind and my eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. The world pulls on you. But listen, we need to be looking for his kingdom. The new heaven and the new earth, because it's coming. And again, the time is short. And there's a passage, I don't have it before me, but there's Paul saying, you know, uh, the, the, the days are passing quickly. And listen, today is the day. Today is the day in which we may serve him. And so it's our place to, to calibrate, ask God to help us to calibrate and to look for the news, those new heavens and new earth and not be content or at home here now in this world. And so uh, I, I thank God for how he ministers to us and he can help us to celebrate and rejoice in him while we're here. 
And listen, if you're walking in the flesh and, and none of us are beyond that, none of us are beyond, you know, waking up and just again, it's not a given thing that every day you're on rails, you're going to do the right thing and live for God. It's not it's not fixed. We have to choose on a day by day basis to crucify our old man to live for God. And so, listen, I don't want to find myself at the end of a day thinking I've wasted the entire day or even worse, fallen into sin. And thank God for forgiveness. Thank God that in the Lord Jesus Christ, I have forgiveness of sins and I can uh, he can pick me up and he can clean me off and he can send me right on. But listen, I, why end the day in regret? Why can't we end the day praising God at what we saw him do? And God is faithful. So the only problem is us. We are the shortcoming. We're the, the, the short, the, the hard thing going on. So uh, Hebrews chapter 11, if you'd like to turn there with me. A lot of 11s tonight. I don't know why. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. Hebrews 11, verse 8. So by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I love that verse. <laughs> for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Listen, folks, we can be so in love with the Lord and walking with him daily. We can have we can have so much of Enjoying those blessings and enjoying that the Lord is coming, enjoying looking forward to, to being with him in, in, in his city that he is that he's going to build and make and, and not be enamored with the world. And so I, I love that, you know, Abraham was thousands and thousands of years ago. He walked the earth and uh, but he walked by faith. He walked by faith and not by sight. God, and I, I can't even imagine saying, Brett, take your wife and get Take your things and go and I'll tell you when you're there. I mean, I can't I can't fathom that. And Abraham did that. Miss Mary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, but listen, it's so it's so hard for us to think in any other way than digging down and building, you know, putting stakes down and making the best tent that we can here on earth. And I, I've, I've made this this example before. But if you know, if you if you knew you were going to have a mansion built for you. And you knew you were going to be staying in some almost cardboard box, just just enough to keep the rain off. <laughs> Would you spend all of your effort and all of your time to make it the best cardboard box you could possibly ever have? No, that's silly. And listen, we don't need to be worrying about this time. This time is only for serving God. And that's not to say you can't enjoy blessings at home and things like that. It's just that we shouldn't put all of our thought and all of our effort into it. We should put our thoughts and efforts into God's kingdom, which is coming shortly. And so uh, then, uh, so uh, we already read First John two, and so uh, little children, it is verse eighteen. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, and uh, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. And you, you can see that in our world. There's so many that are anti-Christ. They're anti the things of God. They're anti that Jesus has come in the flesh. And he has taken on our sins. He 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 bare them on the cross of Calvary and he died a cruel death. And three days and three nights later, he rose from the grave, conquering death. And and so and he, and he was there and he was seen by over 500 people. And he rose from the from 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 the earth to heaven. 
He ascended bodily up to heaven. And so now it is time for us to be faithful. But there are many antichrists in the world. And these are the signs uh, of the times that are becoming more and more evident. So number two is as his people are in this world, we should love what he loves and hate the things that he hates. And so Psalm 97, if you'd like to turn there with me, Psalm 97. Psalm 97, verse 10. Psalm 97, verse 10. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. You know, there's so many things in the Bible. They're very simply stated things, and it's not hard to get the meaning of what it's saying there. But the application of it, (laughs) the actual, the absolute walking this truth in your life is far from what seems to be easy or, or evident sometimes. But ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. And this is the way in which we should see the world. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. You see, as as you go through the world, the world tells you, get on program with us. Do the things that we say is valuable. Find valuable the things that we find valuable. Do the things that we think that are worth doing. And again, you see that everywhere you go and it's getting more and more warped everywhere you go. And in in every form of entertainment, every form of mass communication that you can find, you see these similar thoughts of do things the way we think you should do. And what happens in our world today if someone takes any kind of public stand against something that the rest of the world says is good, which God says is bad? Well, what happens? But they come unglued on you on social media. And in the, the I remember I remember in Desert Storm and it was the beginning of the 24 hour news cycle. And General Schwarzkopf had said, you know, it's different. It's difficult to live in the 24 hour news cycle where things that are happening on the ground in Iraq, there's cameramen and newsmen that are reporting on the United States right away. And so now the American people are like this happened, this happened. What does it mean? And so, you know, uh, General Schwarzkopf said it was a different kind of war. And so they had to talk and listen, we are so far from what they were then. Now we live in the minute by minute minutia of people being torn apart. If you don't word for word verbatim agree with everything that they say you should agree with. This is why we have things like this written for us in the Bible. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. If listen, if, if you are dependent upon what the world thinks of your life, then it's going to mean everything to you when they rip you apart on Twitter or whatever, whatever new social media takes, takes hold. But listen, if you're what's most important to you is what God thinks about your life, then it will not matter when they tear you apart on social media. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. If all of your thoughts, if all of your chips are on the Lord, (laughs) then you don't have to have the approval of the world. Matter of fact, it helps to be able to wake up each day and know that the world more than likely is going to go from anything from disagreeing with you to vehemently hating you and speaking evil of everything about you because you're not you're not on board with them. But listen, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to walk with the Lord and let the world say what it will. And so I have this note underneath that, that as the world progresses further into darkness 
and evil. We do not need to fret or fear. If you'd like to turn with me to Psalm 37. Psalm 37 in verse 1. So we're going to actually look at Psalm 37 in the afternoon on Sunday. So <laughs> not we're not looking at the same part today. But So in Psalm 37, verse, this is a, a go-to passage for me when... You know, one of us tends to remind the other one about Psalm 37 every time. And it's usually me getting upset because, you know, she is such a sponge. She can take in so much information and I can I can't handle I I can handle even less than I can take in. Does that make any sense? (laughs) She can take in a great deal and I can only handle a small amount. So, again, we're always reminding each other about Psalm 37. Psalm of David, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the the, the earth. Now listen, the whole Psalm 37 is very informative (laughs) about this perspective. But I want you guys to see something. I don't know if you can all see it really well, but... If you see my Bible, I've highlighted it's all, most of the verses. It's the first word, but not all the time. So I'm going to go ahead and reread to you these. So in, in my Bible, I have this highlighted. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. So fret not. And then verse three, trust in the Lord and do good. So I've got trust highlighted. And then number verse four, delight thyself also in the Lord. I've got delight highlighted. Number uh, number five, commit thy way into the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. I have commit and trust highlighted. Verse seven, rest in the Lord and then wait patiently for him. I have rest and wait uh, highlighted. And then number eight, verse eight, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Cease and forsake. And I I told you all that because these are the active words in these verses. (laughs) There's active things that we can do in the face of these things. Now listen, as as this evil pops up constantly in our world and so much it just feels like they're shoving sewage in your face and, and telling you, like it. Does anybody else feel like that? Shoving garbage in your face and say, like it, like it, like it, love it, love it, love it. And listen, again, as a Christian who knows God's ways are what's right, we can respond to that with all kinds of things that is not what God wants us to do. We can respond in anger. We can respond in frustration. The Bible says, does say be angry and sin not. How many of us are angry and sin? I do this all the time. I have to ask God, please help me. Help, help me get this out of my heart. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. These things really speak to me (laughs) because there's just so much in this world that provokes you, provokes you to anger, provokes, provokes you to despair, provokes you in all these different kinds of ways that are just not constructive at all for the Christian. 
And so there's listen, there's some active things that we can do in response to the world. And it's interesting to me that as David wrote this, this is thousands and thousands of years ago. And yet they are so helpful for us today. Isn't that amazing? This is the exact thing that we need in response to wickedness being shoved in our faces. And so our place is to to trust in the Lord and wait upon him and put our, our delights in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And so um, I have uh, so number three here in your notes is if we are at home in the world and the wickedness around us doesn't bother us, there is something wrong. Very simple statement, but it is very true. <laughs> if we are at home in the world and wi- and the wickedness around us doesn't bother us. There is something wrong. Now, listen, it didn't just get here with us. Wickedness has been in the world since Adam and Eve. <laughs> and, and listen, Satan was there. He was he was already at work seeking to corrupt. And so Adam and Eve gave place to that. And the wickedness has been in humanity. And Satan has been pinging and corrupting our world. And listen, I, I just feel like. America has been a playground for Satan for a long time now. But thank God. I I do thank God. I mean, we are here today. We are in this room and we are opening up the word of God and we're sharing the truths of God together. We sing praises unto him. We lift up our prayer requests and we can still celebrate God as good. So it's it's premature at the least to despair. And yet again, this is something that I wrestle with all the time. So our place is to live out loud in the Lord every day. And enjoy his blessings and glory in him and uh, and not fret about the world. And so um, letter D and for the word of thy righteousness. Let me go back to the beginning here in verse 123. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. So and for the word of thy righteousness. Letter I there underneath B is the Lord and his word are a refuge as the world turns darker and darker with each day. The Lord and his word are a refuge as the world turns darker and darker every day with each day. And I don't think we're going to have time to look at Psalm 46. So we'll stop right there. We have a couple minutes. Have any, any thoughts or questions? Yeah, probably. I thought the, 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 the wording in verse 18, 1 John two eighteen, was interesting because it almost makes it sound like he's talking about them. Uh, no, I'm not saying that that's true. Well, I'm but, trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. But the language, I tried to parse it and see if I could see how it's not talking. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know it is the last time. Right. And it says even now. Yeah. And it says. The spirit of Antichrist. Right. And it says it is the last time, little children. Right. So I thought that was interesting, but I just read a verse a few weeks ago that troubled me. Can I read it? Sure. Okay. Um, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. What does that sound like? Well, I mean, reward is different from salvation. Right. So, first of all, there's that. You know, that we receive Christ by grace. Right. So is, is that what you're asking about? or? Um. Well, let's go to the next verse. That's the one. Well, that's so what, what is the verse? Uh, Matthew sixteen twenty seven and 28. And we can go back further. Okay, sure. But, uh, and I'm not asking, necessarily asking for an answer. I just, sure. I just couldn't wrap my head around 
Well, it, let's start in verse 24. So okay. then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is profit a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the son of man shall come in the glory of his father with his angels. And then shall he reward every, uh, every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the son of man coming in his kingdom. So there's, there's definitely di- different things that are being talked about here. The Lord Jesus says, so he, he mentions that. Um, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So listen, there's all kinds of people who are choosing between Jesus and the world. And listen, there are people that do not get saved because they want to live their lives. And they think that that will get in the way. I knew a guy in the Navy and we talked about the Lord and salvation. He goes, yeah, I'm going to get saved, but I want to live my life first. That that kind of fits in this passage. You know, and he says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is profit? A man profit. And so if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul, it'd be better, far better to whatever perceived loss you think there is in coming to Christ, be far better to lose that and gain Christ. So I think that in this passage, part of it is at least, you know, that choice between receiving Christ and salvation or wanting to live in the world, thinking that you will lose those those things if you come to Christ. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, then and then shall he, he shall reward every man according to his works. And so I think that's that's very, again, it's the path. You know, the, the path of living and walking with the Lord Jesus has more rewards than any man can fathom. <laughs> and to choose to live in the world for now, you can, yes, you can do that. You can live in the flesh. You can reap, sow to the flesh, and you'll reap of the flesh corruption. And, and then standing before the Lord Jesus, instead of reward, you'll be condemned. And does this help any, you think? Do we know who he's talking about when he's saying there are some standing here that will not taste death until they see the Son of God? Well, yeah, <laughs> okay, so was that the source of your, of your question? or Yes. Okay. Now, I, that, I found what you said very helpful. The thing is, I the, what troubled me the most was 28. And okay. 27 makes it sound like it's like the second coming of Christ. Well, uh, it, it is pointing towards the the latter the, the time of you know <laughs> receiving from the right. Lord either reward or condemnation. You know. Right. Uh, so verse 28, verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So I'm going to be careful how I answer this because I know that the, John was there. And John was witness with his own eyes of, you know, everything from the first three chapters of Revelation, you know, and he wrote it all down to the entire Revelation, the entire record of the apocalypse and the judgments and everything else. He saw all of those things with his own eyes. And so he could be a literal fulfillment of that. Actually, I, I like that. that okay. Makes that makes sense to me. Pastor, you have anything you, you would no, add to I that? I want to study before I answer. Okay. So, okay. No, that I, makes I don't a lot know of where you guys are at tonight. So. Well, uh, well, we're just, he, he was, there's a verse that disturbed him and he wanted oh, okay. to get our, our, so our, our you know, yeah. So anyway, like I said, but that's, that's part also why I said, you know, uh, that there's, there's more than just one thing in this passage. And, uh, and here's the thing is, is Matthew and, and the gospels, there are times where he's speaking I would say to Jews and even sometimes Jews of the tribulation period. And so it's, it's, it is important to be careful how you parse 
the passages out because not everything that uh, that is written specifically for those Jews is for us in, ten, in in terms of you know guidance for our life as we're walking before the Lord Jesus and, and the time of the tribulation comes. I couldn't be careful. I couldn't. Be, I didn't even know what to do with that. Person. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. uh, let me uh, let me just uh, encourage you guys. You know, the Bible teaches itself. You know, as you read through the Bible over and over and over, and I. Listen, I'm not telling you you have to do this, but I read from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 from beginning to end, all the way back to the beginning, all the way. <laughs> That's how I do it. And the thing is, is the Bible does teach itself. And, there, and listen, nobody gets everything on the one on one pass or the second pass or the third pass or the fourth, fifth, sixth pass. You know, you will get it as God wants to give it to you. And so it's important to say, Lord, I don't get this. And then re- pray about it, read it again. And if you don't get it, don't fret. You know, but that's that's what I think of when I see that passage. Um, and that's also why it's important to have mentors. Yeah. People that you can go to, you know, to study the Bible and give you guidance. And the Bible says iron sharpeneth iron. And so, you know, a, a brother, uh, two brothers or, you know, a, a husband and wife, for that matter, you can talk about something and you can learn and you can grow and you can, you know, I think very clearly God, you know, helps us all in that way. Amen. Absolutely. Anything else? So when you said that Jesus was in the grave for three days and three nights, I know that Temple Baptist is a belief that that the crucifixion was on Friday. Thursday. I, I do not try, sister. <laughs> I, I do not try. <laughs> I think the Bible, doesn't the Bible say three days and three nights? Do you know, Pastor? I think it. I think it does. And so, so I, I, I do not. I simply accept it when it says three days. And so, if the, Yeah, there it is different in the sense that like uh, like the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day be, began at Friday, the way we would think of it, Friday night at sundown and it ends Saturday at sundown. Is that right? Well, Pastor? The, Jewish, the Jewish day starts in the evening in the evening. And so, yeah, their their time keeping is completely different from yeah. ours. I should and, know I, I don't I don't care for the term Good Friday. <laughs> well, they, don't, they don't celebrate. Well, isn't Good Friday when the Lord Jesus was in the grave? Yeah. Well, well, a lot of people a lot of people don't don't like the term Good Friday and don't celebrate Good Friday because a lot of people think that Good Friday came out of the Catholicism, so yeah. they don't want anything to do with Good Friday. But I I, I just personally I don't have a problem with that because anything that at least Points the right direction. I want to celebrate that, you know. But anyway, Good Friday, they're going to be taking away Easter, so right. you know, and just uh, you know, well, and you know, what do you refer to Easter as? You know, not start to use debate, but is Easter? Do you call it Easter or a lot? You know, I've, I've a lot of people have started calling it Resurrection Sunday to get away from that terminology. Mm-hmm. So I've found myself lately more calling it Resurrection Sunday, but okay, it, so. Do we the, here's what matters. Crucifixion Friday. Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of God tonight yeah. because He rose from the dead. Right. It doesn't matter when He rose. He rose. No. Yeah, no, but but listen, there is there. Sure. Well, listen, I, I, we do we, listen because a organization celebrates a thing. You know, that doesn't mean it's something that if if you see it in the Scripture in that way, that's something you can give credence to. But if man has developed something, and listen, the Catholic Church has all kinds of things that are extra extra biblical <laughs> outside of that. They have the whole apocrypha, which is they pulled all kinds of 
of, uh, of doctrine out of when they have no place doing that. It contradicts. You have, they have so many. And this, this is why it's so important that you worship where a place where doctrine is taught from the Bible and it's not corrupted. It's not men's. The Bible is very clear about warning about men's doctrines. There are churches in Revelation that were warned about accepting men's doctrines into the church, and it causes problems. Pastor and I both have have have, have dealt with people who have corrupted doctrines. They have, you know, and people will say, "Well, it's just one thing." I've had this discussion many times with people close to me. Well, it's just one thing, and it's not talked about in the church. Listen, I've seen it where that one thing pushes them off in so many areas, and so it's important to have a Bible-believing church and the Word of God being taught and the doctrines of God is what guides you and not doctrines of men. Because, listen, people who let all kinds of doctrines of men slide, that's how you end up with Catholicism. That's how you end up with with um, Episcopalian churches accepting gay marriage and all these, these wicked things. They're evil things. Uh, but listen, you stick close to what the Word of God says. Again, that's how you will be able to spot false doctrine. There's so many people that believe. They believe what they believe because that's what the preacher says to believe. That is a very flawed mentality for any child of God. If you know the original, you can spot the counter. Right, exactly. And there's, there are so many Christians that, that they don't know how to spot error because they don't know the, 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 the true one. So let's go ahead and close right there. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. Thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust you to help us and deliver us. And we pray that you help us not to fret, help us not to worry or be angry or or anything carnal at all in our perspective, but help us to hope and wait and trust in you and, and never be never be persuaded by the world or, or how it says to, to act or conduct ourselves. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're coming back soon. We pray for your blessing on everyone here tonight. Bring us home safe and uh, bless uh, Tony's son and, and their home and, their, and his truck. Lord, please grant them help in that and all the other prayer requests that were mentioned tonight. And we thank you for your goodness. We ask these things in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.